Welcome to the Christ Loving Wife Podcast, where Emily focuses on building women up in an anti-woman society. Culture today bashes and minimizes the role that God has given women. But in this podcast, Emily will walk through scripture that reminds and encourages women of the fulfillment they can find in Christ and his design. Hello, and welcome back to the Christ Loving Wife podcast. This is your host, Emily Stanton, and today I am joined by my friend, Annalise. Would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. Thanks for having me, Emily. And um, yeah, I'm Annalise. I'm a stay-at-home mom um, in Arizona, um, and my husband and I have um, a son, and I write at Feminine Not Feminist on Instagram, and so you can follow me there. Um, and I just write about marriage and um, matters pertaining to the Christian life, specifically as a Christian woman. So um, that's me. Yeah. Great. Thanks for introducing yourself. Um, so for those who are listening in on this podcast, I'm sure that they will already gather from the title that we are going to be talking about grocery budgeting, specifically around the holidays and how you can play into being both generous with your uh, grocery budgets as you prepare meals for people, as well as how to be a wise steward for your family. Um, so to start, I would I have some questions I'd like to ask you is when it comes to making meals around the holiday, is that something that is important to you as um, your own personality? Do you enjoy some days of preparing maybe uh, desserts to share or things like that? Or is it um, not anything that's really particular to you? So yeah, it's, it's funny. And I'll just be honest here. My husband and I are extremely minimalist when it comes to holidays. And we don't we don't do a tree. It's not like a, we think Christmas is bad kind of thing. It's nothing like that. Um, we, we don't do like a tree. We don't decorate. Um, we're just very minimalist. And so I would say I, I year round, I like to make things for people. Like, um, I don't necessarily do anything very different during the holidays. Um, but I mean, I do some things, but for full transparency, I would say we live around the holidays pretty much the same way we live the rest of the year. So, oh, sorry, my son. Is, are you okay? You want to snuggle? You want to nurse? Okay. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. And usually in the beginning of my podcast, I give a disclaimer that if there's any crying or coos or anything like that, I have a baby strapped to me every episode. So <laughs> it's usually right, right in the microphone. Um, so no, I love the transparency because I think that this will help for some women who maybe have too much of an idol of making the holidays this big grand thing and having to do all these special things. But also this will be helpful of hearing your perspective of being generous year round and having already put that into practice when it comes to um, your budgeting. So yeah. I, I, I wanted to ask you on this podcast because of your post it's about two maybe three weeks ago now that you had shared it of how to do budgeting and how to as a small family or this can something that can be played out and with larger families as well would you like to share in general 
how you and your husband budget specifically with groceries, preparing meals for yourself, as well as implementing preparing meals for other people. Yeah. So um, I shared in that post that our budget was like 250 a month. And that's like, like, honestly, we eat more food than that. But like we spend that on average and then food comes to us. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. But um, so I, I just want to be, uh, you know, careful with giving that number because I don't want people to think that like all we eat is $250 worth of food. We spend on average 250 but then sometimes someone will like give us something or give us money or we'll go over someone's house or we'll get leftovers from somewhere and so we end up eating mm-hmm. more than that so that's my little disclaimer um but we we also so the 250 yes is for us but my friend and her daughter have dinner with us pretty much every single night and so i would say it's more like six people um okay. or wait, five people? I can't do math. Um, But so with that number, um, some some of the things that we do is I shop at a discount grocery store. Um, You can find places like this potentially in your area if you look up like discount liquidation, uh, you know, like wholesale, like look up those buzzwords and there are stores that have salvage licenses where they are able to sell things that couldn't sell at a regular store because Mm -hmm. like the packaging is damaged or like it arrived in a box that was, you know, not sealed all the way. And so the the goods are totally fine, but the regular store like Walmart couldn't sell it. And so it'll end up at this liquidation grocery store for a much discounted Mm -hmm. price. Um, So that's one of the things that we do. I actually used to work at one of these stores. And so I know a lot about it. Um, And the other thing is we have a chest freezer and we buy when there's something on sale, like a huge cut of meat for super cheap or a bunch of produce, we'll just buy a ton of it and I'll chop it and freeze it and keep it in our chest Mm -hmm. freezer. Mm -hmm. And that's allowed us to capitalize on deals that come our way. Um, We also do a lot of Walmart shopping. Uh, Like, honestly, it's just a really good place to get really cheap essentials like sour cream Mm. and like yeah I saw your uh, post I think it was sour cream maybe it was yogurt where you shared in your story that huge tub for pretty yes yes uh that's a great uh a great place to find basic essentials also if you're gluten-free there's good gluten-free stuff at Walmart the spice Mm -hmm. selection is really cheap there's often discounted meats um and then I also look at international grocery stores. Now I live in a big city, so this is really easy, but mm-hmm. um, places like, like a, you know, a Korean supermarket or, you know, Chinese Vietnamese supermarket or a Middle Eastern supermarket, or we have everything here, but mm-hmm. you'll often find things that would be super expensive at like a normal store are really cheap there because it's like an essential in that ethnicity's cooking. Um, and so it'll be really cheap there, like herbs or things like that. So yeah, I love, and also I just love going to international supermarkets. Like it just makes me happy. Um, so those are some tips and, uh, and then also just like, we pray a lot about, like, I pray a lot about our grocery budget. Like if I'm running low on something, like for instance, the other day, 
so I ran out of vanilla extract and that's not like one of those things that's like super essential, but I do like to bake with it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to go buy it because it's just expensive for like a tiny little bottle. So I was just like waiting and um, I was praying about it. And then I got a package in the mail from a company I work with and they sent some vanilla extract. Wow. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So I was like, okay, like I, I just pray and I wait. I'm like, it's not like God owes it to me. Like if he never sent the vanilla extract, that's fine. Like, um, Um, but he did. And so the company asked you or did they just go ahead and send it? Like, did they ask you if you needed any? Wow. No. Um, so I just, you know, or like, man, I was running low on, what is it? Like honey is something that getting really high quality honey is kind of expensive. And mm-hmm. when I shared about my grocery stuff, um, someone reached out and gave me a hundred dollar gift card to a farm. And I was able to get three things of honey from this farm. Wow. And yeah, just like really cool stuff like that. Um, so I would say that's, yeah, that's like the, the gist of how we budget mm-hmm. year round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that I've attempted to put in practice more recently is the praying aspect of if there is something that for instance is not a necessity but could be beneficial or make things run smoother in the home or even just to bless with cooking um I have not thought of praying for certain groceries there are certain items that before I go to the thrift store I'll ask the Lord like please you know have this something there that's cheap that I can grab um and I have like a list on my um, phone of things that are kind of like an inventory of our house of what are some things that are either the kids are starting to outgrow or what are some things that are just really starting to break soon that we're going to need to replenish soon and trying to go to the thrift store on a weekly basis to see if they have them there because they go so quickly but I really like the aspect of praying for uh, certain groceries to be on sale and be more intentional in that that's definitely something I am taking away from this right now and thinking that's amazing that the Lord provided even that vanilla extract. That's so neat to me. Yeah. I mean, I really, I think of it as like, uh, like going to the grocery store is like a date with Jesus. Like, you know, just like walk <laughs> around and like, he like, you know, blesses me and I don't know. That's how I kind of see it. So. Yeah. No, I think that's great. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know what denomination you are. I think there can tend to be in a more modern um, Christianity of a fear of over spiritualizing things that we forget to pray for the simple things like you do not have because you do not ask and we I think some at least in my background I I think I struggled with um, some of the teaching I received in like Sunday school and stuff of that of like don't ask for those little things because that's like testing God or something like that if that makes any sense so no, yeah I I grew up in a very um, so I'm Presbyterian now um, but I grew up Baptist and. Uh, I would say like my parents were always very, I don't know. It was, I wasn't, I've developed more of a carefulness of like, I I think this is how I see it is that God doesn't owe me anything at all. Like nothing whatsoever. Like he already Mm -hmm. like saved me. Like he's given me everything. He doesn't owe me anything, but he is my father and I am allowed to ask him for whatever I, I want. Yeah. Um, like, and if he doesn't give it, he's still good, but yeah. I'm still allowed to ask. And it's not testing God because it's not like my faith is going to be shaken if he didn't give me vanilla extract. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, um, so I just see it as like, like my father, like 
if we wanted something as kids, I'd go to him and sometimes he'd say yes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he'd say no, but like, he's still my father and he loves me. And I have that kind of relationship with him. So that's kind Mm -hmm. of how I see it. I think that's a great perspective. And I'm glad that we are touching on this aspect side of it and not just sticking with the budgeting because that's a good reminder. I'm sure for the listeners as well as specifically for myself. Um, when you had mentioned that you go to international markets and stuff like that, when it comes to your weekly meals or meal prepping, do you, I know for a number of women, when they stick with a budget, they tend to do per se the the same three meals in rotation. So, you know, like Monday and Thursday would be the same meal. And then Tuesday, if you know what I'm saying, how does that look? For you guys and do you guys have a variety of different meals that you try to prep or are you guys pretty consistent with the meals you do have and then branch out once in a while what does that kind of look like for your family yeah so um I'm kind of a free spirit so I'm really not into meal planning because that's just not how I roll but mm-hmm. I do buy the same kinds of ingredients generally like we buy a ton of chicken mm. and so something that we'll have a lot is you know, seared chicken thighs with rice and some sort of vegetable. And it's super simple. Um, It's nothing, you know, glamorous, but that's something that we'll eat a lot. But like, I'll get noodles and I'll try different noodle sauces, you know. Um, What are you saying, sweetheart? Um, (laughs) So, uh, so like, yeah, for chicken, for instance, if you go to Costco, you can get like drumsticks for 99 cents a pound and chicken thighs for 149 a pound. And mm-hmm. so uh, what I'm doing tonight is I'm t- I took out some of those chicken thighs from Costco and I'm going to put them in the instant pot to get them like falling off the bone. And then I'm going to use them to make chicken enchiladas with homemade sourdough discard tortillas and then make some homemade uh, enchilada sauce, which is really easy. You just use tomato paste, um, chicken broth and a bunch of spices and some flour and butter or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, olive oil. And, um, and that is an, an, an example of, I used chicken, which is a cheap meat and I used sourdough mm-hmm. tortillas, which is very, very cheap. Cause we get our flour very, very cheap, mm-hmm. um, but it's still an interesting meal and it's can be switched up. And yeah. so, um, another example would be take that chicken thigh meat and turn it into a soup, you know, get some broccoli, get some cheddar cheese. Um, maybe do noodles, uh, whatever vegetables you have. And, you know, there, there you can use that chicken, which is very cheap, but you don't just have to eat it like plain. Yeah. Um, so, um, I would say tons of chicken, tons of rice, um, a lot of potatoes. Potatoes are very versatile. You know, you can do mashed potatoes, you can do baked potatoes, you can do, uh, you know, like a skillet with sausage and, and bell pepper. Um, mm-hmm. And the other thing that I find too, is that if you have a tub of sour cream, you can almost add that as like a topping to any meal. Mm -hmm. And it like adds that little extra bit of calories and nourishment and makes it more interesting, but it's super, super cheap. Um, so, uh, and then obviously if you do like sourdough or even if you just make bread at home, that's a very cheap way to add interest to a meal, like add some buns, add some tortillas add a a freshly baked loaf of bread. So no, I wouldn't say we do like the same, like we definitely have some favorites that we repeat, 
Um, yeah. But I try to keep it pretty interesting. And my husband really likes Asian, like, flavors. He really likes mm-hmm. noodles and soy sauce and stuff like that. And so I try to do some stuff like that. And um, for him, like, he just likes anything that is, like, I don't know, like Chinese or Korean or Japanese. Yeah. Stuff like that. I'm, I'm, I'm there, too. We've <laughs> <laughs> yep. been on the YouTube. Uh, like uh, Chinese domain, uh orange chicken kick recently, and oh, that that's good. Yeah, I don't want to be too repetitive, but thankfully, Will's like, I don't mind. He's like, keep making it. I was like, okay, good, because I could eat this every night. <laughs> right. But um, so how would you? How do you apply? So this is um, probably maybe more of an easy answer than what I'm expecting. But how do you apply? your budgeting into preparing meals and blessing other families? How do you uh, implement being generous? Yeah. So I guess this might be kind of an unpopular opinion, but we just have like a budget for generosity. Like Mm -hmm. we have two funds in our bank account. One is called giving and one is called gifts. And it's kind of ambiguous, the line between the two, you just kind of decide which, but um, we, my husband recently asked me to, start doing more meals for like a church plant and like bringing chili in the evenings. And I was like, okay. And, um, and so, um, we took like a sum of money from our giving fund that we have art. We already saved throughout the year. We put money into it year round and I was able to get like a ton of ground beef and cheese and all this stuff and freeze it so I can make chili regularly. So, um, because we have this budget, I, I separate that from our personal grocery budget and I don't know, maybe that's not like (laughs) generous enough, but it actually helps me. Um, it helps me just kind of know because our personal grocery budget is so low, like it's genuinely very low. I like to have the knowledge that there's another budget when I want to make like a really big meal. And so I'm not spending $50 of our 250 grocery budget. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so, what I was curious about. Cause typically I know for a lot of the families in our church, um, cause I'm not just asking you to join this podcast episode because I think other listeners would enjoy it. Like I sincerely am curious on this because we just joined in a new church and a lot of the families, majority of the families have about eight kids. And I would love to be hospitable and to have one or multiple families over at the same time without going crazy on the budget. And, you know, taking, like how you said, taking up the majority of that and then feeling like maybe I'm not being a wise steward of my family, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. And I would say highly recommend having a budget where you put aside money monthly for mm-hmm. hospitality. When and you, you can just pull from it. Yeah. When you budget, do you, are you, do you do like an app where you just decide where your money goes or do you guys do like the envelope system or do you guys have like actual different savings in your bank account? What has worked best for you guys? Yeah. So we have an app with our bank account that has all these different accounts and we just do like, we kind of do the envelope system digitally. But it's through um, your bank? Yeah. Through our bank. Yeah. We're not going to touch that, okay? Thank you. Um, and so when we have excess, like, at the end of, like, a pay period or whatever, 
we'll discuss where do you want to put it like this year like in december like oh it's the holidays so why don't we put more in giving et cetera, et cetera, because we know that that's going to get pulled from this season yeah yeah um, maybe we have extra and we know that our car is kind of running low on needs and so we'll uh we'll put some extra in car and so we'll just and it's not like we have like tons extra every month but when we mm -hmm. have you know 50 100 whatever we'll just talk about where we think it would be best put and sometimes it's like here's some fun money on a like go get a monitor yeah. great <laughs> but um it's it's just kind of a discussion to figure out what part of our budget is most lacking or that we know we're going to spend from like so for instance my friend um i'm hosting a baby shower or not hosting but i'm kind of like spearheading some of the food for it and i mm -hmm. knew that that's going to be a big expense it's going to be a big event and so i'm just i'm pulling from that giving fund to get all the ingredients i need and um and that just it, it feels very purposeful and it can help me have more peace of mind about, okay, like our family's good. <laughs> We're taken care of um, because like, you know, the verse about like, if anyone does not provide for his family is worse than an unbeliever. Like it's yeah. not wrong to say my family's needs for food are primary here. Yeah. So that's why I think budgeting for hospitality can help you do it with less resentment maybe. Mm -hmm. Um and, and just, more generosity too, because you don't feel like you have to reserve some for your family down the road. You can know right. this is dedicated for that purpose. So give freely and give fully. Yes, yes. Very, very true. So that that is how we operate year round. And then in the holidays, we've been saving up year round. And so for gifts, et cetera, um, we just, you know, freely pull from that fund and we're able to give the gifts we want to give and um, because we had saved so much and had some excess, we were able to give my mom a new computer last year. And oh. that was like a big thing. Um, not everyone got a new computer, but my mom needed one. And so she was able to get one. So yeah. That's the kind of thing that we like to like to do. Do you think that as you, um, prepare meals for other people or are generous in that way, does it become easier for you both in learning how to budget as well as in just the desire to give more? Do you see yourself growing in those areas? I have seen myself grow immensely. I think it comes really naturally to my husband because like he's a deacon, like he's, he has that calling like internally and externally. And like, it's so easy for him to give his time to give his, like, that's just who he is. Um, mm -hmm. and so like, for me, I've seen so much growth. Like when we were first married, I don't think the money was a hard thing, but taking the time to prepare a meal, like if we had a potluck at church. I was just very lazy and I was like, oh, well, there's going to be enough food. Like, I'm not going to make anything. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, I plan ahead and I think about what needs to be taken out of the freezer. And I think about, you know, what would, what would people enjoy? What kind of treats can I make? Yeah. And that's been a huge, like we've been married more than five years and that's just like night and day between when we were first married. Um, yeah. And even thinking, okay, it's Saturday. What do I need to do on Saturday to prepare for Sunday? Was not mm -hmm. thinking like that when I was first married. Yeah. Um, it gets easier as you build confidence in your own skills. Cause a lot of it was just like, well, I just, I've never done it. So like, I can't do it, which is 
totally false. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think sometimes it can be disheartening when you're first starting to prepare meals for other people or um, learning to be generous in that way. And you continue to have a hard time with it for the first little while. I think it can be encouraging for homemakers to hear from other ladies that no, it does get easier over time and yeah. it gets a lot more joyful over time. And, yes. And it gets, easier it does not stay hard <laughs> yeah. um what are your some of your because i know you had mentioned that you have your core meals that you go back to what are some of your maybe favorite meals or you can share maybe your more cheaper meals that are your go-to either for your family or for hosting others so um one meal that my friend introduced to us is cutlets and uh what we do is we take chicken breast and you slice it thinly and then you coat it with like egg and a gluten-free breading and then you fry it in olive oil and butter and it's mm -hmm. like chicken nuggets. Um, and so that has become like a little more on rotation because my friend introduced it to us and we all like it. Um, and it's actually fairly inexpensive. It's just chicken breast is more expensive than chicken thigh or drumstick. So you just kind of have yeah. to weigh it in. Um, so that would be like a special meal because it takes a lot of time to prepare um, yeah. Sometimes, let's see. Like my, I'll, to be real, like my husband is the least picky person, like on this planet. So, <laughs> I know some women that might be listening to this are like, there's more of an expectation in their home to have, uh, like I, I just want to acknowledge the fact that like I have it very easy in one sense because. Uh, my husband is not picky. And so what is considered special to him is probably like really, really boring. Um, but like I'll make, let's see, I'll make tacos because sourdough discard tortillas are really easy. Or, and I have some corn flour so I can make tacos, you know, chop up some meat, throw in some taco seasoning and just cut up a bunch of vegetables and cheese and sour cream and make some guac. Um, and that's probably my favorite meal is tacos. Um, I'm an Arizonan, so it kind of comes with yeah, territory. Um, but... <laughs> So I love that. Um, like anything Mexican, really, I just love making enchiladas tonight. Um, and like pasta can be really cheap, but really feel fancier than it is. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's a little more expensive to get gluten-free pasta, but still pretty affordable yeah. where we shop. And you you know, Aldi? Pasta? Aldi? Yeah. Oh, I, I haven't tried their gluten-free pasta. Is it good? Yeah, I I actually prefer theirs than some of the Walmart brands. It doesn't get as sticky when you, if you know what I mean, like when you drain oh. it, it gets sticky really fast or it just, I don't know. I feel like it has a lot more grace with it. And I think it's, well, okay, so it depends. Walmart has a number of different ones, but I think their average price, I think all these is a dollar cheaper. I don't know what it's like for around you, but I have found that for where we are. It's about a okay. dollar cheaper for a bag. I don't think they have as much variety, though, of, for instance, like, Walmart will have, like, lasagna strips, gluten-free, and things like that, but Aldi's does not. Uh, they just have the typical, okay, I don't know the names of them, the swirly kind, and then the P-E-N-N-E, and then they have, like, uh, spaghetti noodles, and then they have those little elbow ones. Okay, sweet. I'll have to check that out. 
But yeah, and, and they also have really cheap eggs. I should have mentioned that earlier that Aldi is the best place to get. Now, to be fair, I don't need all organic grass fed pasturees. Yeah. Um, so if if you do and you're listening to this, like maybe there are better resources to, to Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I think another question I had for you that I just thought of was how many grocery stores do you think you would hit on a weekly basis to hit those deals? Yeah, that's a good question. One, two, uh, three, maybe four or five. Okay. <laughs> do you break that up into days or is that all one go? Um, sometimes it's multiple. Sometimes it's different days. Uh, so I, again, I'm a super free spirit and I love grocery shopping. So like, mm-hmm. it's not laborious to me to just like pack up my son and go for a little trip to Costco or go to Aldi or whatever. Like, it's just fun. So I don't mm-hmm. mind breaking it up into a bunch of days. Cause it just kind of like coincides with our outing. Yeah. Like I try to get out of the house regularly and we go do stuff. So like, if I go see a friend that day, I can just pop by Costco on the way back. So mm. I don't have like grocery day and I try to get it all done because I like yeah. grocery shopping. So there's really no need to. Yeah. Yeah. I think. But again, something. I live in a city. It's very, very different. You know, I can yeah. walk down the street. I can walk to different grocery stores if I want to, like, because it's just very different. If you live in the boonies, very, very different. experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think for us, we have one store that's within eight minutes of us, I think, but it's Wegmans prices and I'm just not really about that, but there is, um, like a, a selection of stores about 20 minutes from us. And I, I've actually started having my husband do like a pickup. I, I stopped doing all these pickups cause they started charging, but for Walmart pickup, I'll have him do that cause it's right on his way home. But I want to, I, I think I just need to commit to making a day where I can go out there because we have an international market right by the Walmart and I know their prices are super great and they have a variety like in their actual market of different fish and um, vegetables, fruits I've never even heard of, which is fun, but <laughs> I don't know that I just get a bunch of random fruits. Anyways, um, no, that's interesting. I like, I like asking people that how much they actually plan ahead of time. Yeah, some people are planners. I just kind of go with the flow. I just vibe. That's how I am. Um, So then my last question I did have for you was, I know you had already mentioned that the holidays aren't that much different for you than the rest of the year, but I figured it can't hurt to ask, do you have a holiday Do we have a holiday what? Like drink, dessert, or dinner that you enjoy? Oh, <laughs> um, man, I'm exposing myself. I, we are literally the most, like, the most minimalist when it comes to this. Um, <laughs> do I have a holiday drink or dessert I enjoy? Like, I buy things season, like, you know, if there's cranberries or whatever, I'll make things with cranberries because that's what's at the store. So mm-hmm. I guess I'll, I'll end up. Here's the thing. I'm just going to say this is I have lived in Arizona my entire life. Do you want to wear this? Okay. Um, I've lived in Arizona my entire life and we just don't have like 
you know, it doesn't snow here where I live. Yeah. It, it's just not, holidays have never been, um, like there's not a big seasonal shift. Mm -hmm. so it goes from hot mm -hmm. to like nice outside. So I have never been like really into holidays. Um, yeah, no, I, that's why I see that. Especially if there's not like a holiday shift or a big press in the community that you're in. Right. It's not like, you know, it's like people do try and like they'll like ship in snow for kids and it's like some dirty lot full of like fakes. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, it, it's just not the same as if you live in a four season climate. Um, so it's you kind of have to do a lot of like, it's like, yeah, I could pretend that it's like super blustery outside. and I'm drinking my hot chocolate or whatever. But mm. also like, I just kind of do what I want year round. Like if I want to drink hot chocolate in 117 degree weather, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. I just don't really pay attention to, I don't know. So sorry, I'm not the best dad. <laughs> I'm, I'm sincerely happy because I don't want everybody to just be the same cookie cutter and I don't want like ask people questions and have them just give the answer that everybody else gives. I sincerely enjoy that you're different in that. Um, I think it's really fun. But um, yeah, I, I think that if we ever moved somewhere, which I don't really plan on never moving out of Arizona, but if we did and there was more seasons, like I'd probably get into it. But for uh -huh. now, I'm just like, I just enjoy the fact that I can walk outside without like going in heat stroke. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see where you're coming from with that in Arizona. Um, but yeah, I think that sums up the rest of my questions and conversation topics. Is there anything else that you would like to add before we close out? Um, no, this was, this was fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on and for, I'm really thankful that there was no technical difficulties this time around. So it was a little bit of a smoother rundown. Oh God, but, um, but yeah, thank you for everyone else who came in to listen to this uh, again. Go ahead and follow either me at Christ Loving Wife or follow Annalise over at Feminine Not Feminist. I will have both of the username handles in the caption, so you make sure to get the spelling correct. And yeah, I hope you all have enjoyed this podcast and learned as much as I did, or even maybe you're able to gather more as you prepare for cooking for your family and cooking for others, either on the holiday season or year round, whatever works for you. So hope you all have a good rest of your day. And thanks again, Annalise. Yep, thank you. Bye-bye.